0: Okay, members. Mr John Stewart has given notice of an urgent oral question to the Minister for the Economy. I would remind members that, if they wish to ask a supplementary question, they should rise continually in their places. The member who tabled the question will be called automatically to ask a supplementary clerk. Please read the question.
1: To ask the Minister for the Economy what discussions she has had with the United Kingdom Government regarding the ongoing issues with the Great Britain to Northern Ireland supply chain.
0: And I call the Minister for the Economy.
1: Thank you, Mr Speaker. Um, This is a matter of ongoing discussion with our National Government. Last week I had discussions with Ministers from National Government and in particular the Northern Ireland office, as well as the haulage industry, and representatives of local companies. My officials are in daily contact with Whitehall and HMRC on the myriad of issues that have arisen. Generally, goods are flowing relatively well from Northern Ireland to Great Britain, but there are clearly a lot of issues for trade from GB to Northern Ireland arising from the application of the protocol. One of the key issues is that lack of preparedness by GB suppliers for customs requirements for goods destined for Northern Ireland, and this has caused significant disruption. There are particular issues on steel at the moment which need to be resolved to ensure supply chains can continue to operate. A 25% tariff on steel coming into Northern Ireland from GB would devastate local manufacturing, In our discussions with government last week, they promised a resolution uh, to this issue this week. I am pleased that following representations in Westminster, as well as from local traders, the VAT margin scheme for second-hand car sales here has been reinstated. This means that Northern Ireland dealers are operating on the same terms as those in Great Britain. Of course, we continue to press government for long-term solutions on export health certificates and chilled foods. It is vital that Northern Ireland continues to be able to access goods from Great Britain without hindrance, and I will continue to hold our Government to account on its promises that Northern Ireland remains an integral part of the UK's internal market with equal access to the other nations.
2: I call
0: Mr Stewart to ask a supplementary question.
2: thank you, Minister, for coming today and answering the urgent oral. Um, In the past week, Minister, like yourself, we have met with many businesses across the wholesale and haulage sectors who are desperately concerned about the impact the Northern Ireland Protocol is having on trade and supply here. We have been told repeatedly that things are only going to get worse, yet no one seems to be listening. Contrary to dismissive and naive opinions among some, this is not just about high-end products like avocados being absent from our shelves. This affects almost every aspect of goods being brought into Northern Ireland from GB. Delays are mounting, freight costs are growing by the day, and businesses are crying out for support and clarity. At the very least, we need an urgent extension to the grace period of at least nine months, even up to a year. Post-Brexit, Minister, you said in December 2017 that Northern Ireland businesses will have unfettered access to the UK single market and there will, there will be no internal trade borders within the UK. How did you get that so wrong? And What is your department going to do to work with businesses to get them through this and to continue to work with the British government to see the end of this protocol?
1: Um, can I thank the member for his uh, statement stroke question? Um, There is no doubt that uh, there is a significant amount um, of disruption. That disruption is based on the application of the protocol. And I will remind um, this House, um, and indeed the Member, that I have consistently consistently opposed the protocol, and my party has consistently opposed the protocol. In fact, uh, when the Member refers to the issue of uh, chilled uh, foods um, and export health certificates, I remember speaking about these issues um, in uh, the European Parliament. At that time, no one was listening. They are listening now, and they realise that those warnings I gave as far back as 2017-18 were absolutely accurate in reality. In fact, I don't hear so much from pro-protocol parties in this Assembly about the full implementation of the protocol these days. So we need to be absolutely clear. This is one United Kingdom with one internal market. Um, and that Northern Ireland companies need to have unfettered access to that market and that GB companies need to be able to access the Northern Ireland market. Consistently, I have said this is a matter of priority.
0: Nicole Keeva Archibald, Chairperson of the Economy Committee.
1: I'm Go Merya and I thank the Minister for coming to, to answer this question. Um, The transition period was supposed to provide the time to agree future arrangements and give businesses and everyone else the opportunity to prepare. Instead, we had 11 months of prevarication, distraction and brinkmanship from the British Government before the trade and cooperation agreement was eventually reached on Christmas Eve, giving businesses just one week to prepare for the new arrangements. So can I ask the Minister, what assurances has the British Government given her that it will take the necessary steps to support those businesses moving goods to the north? and adapting to the new post-Brexit trading reality? Go, um, Can I thank the member for a question? And, of course, I recognise completely um, um, the issue um, around that um, very, very short and adequate time frame that businesses have had to prepare um, in uh, relation to the rules that, that they now face. It's one of the reasons that I opposed the protocol and oppose the application of uh, differences uh, between uh, ourselves and our biggest market in Great Britain, uh, unlike uh, the members' party. Um, in uh, Northern Ireland, um, we have had um, reasonable access to our market in GB with Northern Ireland hauliers, but there is significant concern among Holliers about the lack of preparedness for GB companies who need to bring goods into the Northern Ireland market. Over the past uh, number of days, I've been speaking to Her Majesty's Government on a very wide range of issues, including parcels, food, um, and uh, and, and indeed the issue of uh, second-hand cars, and indeed second-hand mobile phones uh, is another one of those issues that has been thrown up I will continue to focus on doing what I can to ensure that Northern Ireland consumers uh, and businesses have access to both choice um, and freedom to bring goods into Northern Ireland from our largest markets.
3: I, um, uh, uh, I will work with uh, anyone in this chamber, including the Minister, to ameliorate the effects of Brexit despite the fact that it was her party that did more than any other in this chamber to deliver the damaging effects of Brexit to the people of Northern Ireland. Notwithstanding that, uh, Mr Speaker, the protocol which is a consequence of Brexit throws up particular issues which do need to be addressed. She mentioned VAT on cars. We worked with dealers and others and are glad that looks like it's been resolved. But it does leave Northern Ireland in a particular position with advantageous access to both the EU single market for goods and also the British market, which I agree with her, is important, extremely important to Northern Ireland. What is she doing to maximise the benefits of that to the Northern Ireland economy? What is, is she mandating Invest Northern Ireland to develop a pitch document or an investment strategy to businesses based on the continent who want access to the British market, or indeed companies based in GB that want access to the European market? What, if Invest NI has any money left after the devastating hit to its budget, what is she doing to positively, proactively sell the benefits of Northern Ireland's current position?
1: Well, of course, um, I do thank the member uh, for his reassurance that he will work with me um, to ensure that Northern Ireland is best placed to succeed. I believe that as Northern Ireland starts its second century, that it is really important that we work for all parts of our community here and that we ensure that success and stability... Uh, is uppermost uh, for all uh, members of the community here in Northern Ireland. That's extremely important to me, and I will gladly work with the member to ensure, of course, that that is uh, the, the same across the board. Um, you uh, recognise um, that there has been a very short period of time since we, uh, the Government signed the trade and cooperation agreement um, and to where we are now. And we are currently within our department looking at the terms of that agreement um, and how um, it can either benefit Northern Ireland or what mitigations we need to have in place because of the protocol. That is a work in progress, but I do assure the member that I will not be found wanting in this very important year for Northern Ireland in promoting Northern Ireland as a good place to do business, to live uh, uh, and uh, have children educated.
0: I call Roy Beggs.
3: The uh, British government has attempted to say that that there is unfettered access, but we all are aware that there is considerable bureaucracy involved, and this is stopping some UK firms from trading within Northern Ireland. So can the minister advise how has she made our government, or United Kingdom government, aware of this adverse effect on businesses in Northern Ireland and the ability of consumers in Northern Ireland purchased goods from the rest of the United Kingdom. So that we do not face, we do not supply Northern Ireland.
1: The Member makes a very uh, important point. Um, um, I have been consistently raising all of these issues with um, our Government uh, throughout the last uh, number of days, but also in the months leading up uh, to the end of the transition period. We have communicated with our government on the issue of parcels, on the issue of VAT, on the issue of state aid, on the potential um, for um, Northern Ireland consumers to um, have uh, more uh, cost and less choice. Um, And that is something that both I and indeed the arm's length bodies within my department and the Consumer Council have been very consistent in doing and will continue to do so. We will seek those practical mitigations um, to the issues that face Northern Ireland because we need Northern Ireland to succeed, be stable and economically prosperous.
0: Gordon Dunn. Thank you, Mr Speaker, and I thank the Minister for her answers here today. The Minister has already mentioned the problem experienced by steel importers and the severe impact it is having on the manufacturing and the construction industry. What progress has been made to date on this issue, and ironically the steel will probably originate from China?
1: Can I thank the member uh, for asking what is a very important and very significant um, issue for Northern Ireland manufacturing. The threat of 25% tariffs on steel coming into Northern Ireland would simply devastate Northern Ireland manufacturing. It would leave us less competitive and force firms to move their manufacturing base um, to uh, GB. And while the Trade and Cooperation Agreement allowed for tariff-free, quota-free access to each other's markets, this is not the case for all goods. And trade in steel is subject to a complex tariff and quota system based on the EU steel safeguarding measure, largely an anti-dumping measure. Because of the Northern Ireland Protocol, steel coming into Northern Ireland from GB is deemed to be at risk of going into the single market and therefore subject to tariffs. Northern Ireland companies are rightly very worried um, that steel for uh, GB, which is already in scarce supply, uh, will be sold on a preferential basis and the quota fulfilled uh, to GB companies because of the cost and bureaucracy of bringing it into Northern Ireland. And they're also worried, and I've spoken to some manufacturing companies who are worried about how this would make us uncompetitive Uh, in the market. I have been working on this issue uh, throughout the past number of days um, and on Friday along with uh, colleagues uh, from Westminster in my party we had a a meeting with uh, Michael Gove. We have been promised uh, a resolution to this issue in the early part of the week um, and we have yet to see the details of that but I am encouraged that following our representations government know that this is a huge issue for Northern Ireland and we need to see a resolution. And whether that means that we need an expansion of the quota uh, for steel from uh, GB coming into Northern Ireland or other measures, uh, then we need our government to act um, and we will see um, a statement from government in the coming days um, with uh, some kind of resolution on this particular matter.
0: Call Dixon.
4: Uh, Minister, given the uh, 11th-hour nature of the final Brexit negotiations and, indeed, um, pleas in this House only a few weeks ago uh, to extend time for those negotiations by your party and others, we are where we are today. We are in the middle of project reality, and it is upon us. We're experiencing red tape and bureaucracy and the hardline hardline Brexit that you and your party pursued. Indeed, some in your party would argue it wasn't sufficiently hardline, which is why they voted against it. But Minister, we have now seen a government that, through its uh, customs and revenue service, is attempting to impose a £50 fine on lorries and hauliers uh, who, uh, whose paperwork is incomplete. What action are you taking uh, to ensure that that unfair and premature uh, uh, cost being added on uh, to deliveries from Northern Ireland is going to be dealt with?
1: Um, Again, can I thank the Member uh, for his statement, Um, but can I uh, remind the Member um, that I voted against uh, the withdrawal agreement in the European Parliament because of the Northern Ireland Protocol. Because the Northern Ireland Protocol um, levied um, differences between how each part of the United Kingdom would leave the European Union. I believe we should have left as one nation. I regret that our Prime Minister did not hold out in the face of EU intransigence on that particular matter. Um, Can I also say that I will continue to work with uh, Northern Ireland firms and with HMRC um, to try and mitigate um, against some of the current problems that our hauliers are now facing. Uh, Both I and indeed my party colleagues are in constant contact with the industry um, and trying to um, work with them and with government to ensure um, that the system is more free-flowing. However, I would also um, indicate that in this House we also need uh, the Irish government to step up and take some responsibility for the chaos that there is at the port in Dublin. This is an important route for market. Well, if the member may want to laugh, but this is important to Northern Ireland businesses, and maybe if he would want to listen, he might learn, that actually 20% of Northern Ireland's agri-food produce traverses to Great Britain through the Port of Dublin. We need to see that chaos at the Port of Dublin sorted out.
0: Before I ask the next member to speak, could I ask members to go quickly to their question? I'm trying to get all members who want to speak to ask a question. I won't be able to do that, but I'll be able to get the maximum if members go quickly to their question. Jim Allister.
3: Is the minister working to mitigate the protocol or to liquidate the protocol? And if she supports Article 16 invocation, has she officially, formally, as Minister of the Economy, asked Her Majesty's Government to take that step, and has she had any further thought on the need for a UK trade body?
1: Article um, 16 of the Northern Ireland Protocol identifies economic, societal or environmental difficulties. Such difficulties um, um, that may occur as a result of the application of the protocol. Such difficulties are already manifesting themselves, particularly those economic difficulties. And we have heard daily news reports of those economic difficulties um, on uh, our news broadcasts. The protocol allows um, for unilateral decisions to be taken should these um, persist And I certainly would support the application of Article 16 in these circumstances. I note also that the Prime Minister has indicated that this is a potential route uh, to resolving these problems, although I would remind the House that it is one where the EU is likely to take some uh, retaliation in response to uh, the application of Article uh, 16. So it is an important safeguard, and I would support its use. Um, However, in the event that our government still has not um, decided to do so, I will focus my mind on uh, the mitigation of those problems in the here and now that local companies bring to me about the application of this protocol in Northern Ireland. The Member is absolutely aware... That I do not support the protocol, I did not vote for the protocol and neither did my party.
0: I call Gary Middleton will be aware that there have been several motions in recent months to this chamber around uh, the issue of leaving the European Union and this party has been very consistent in our opposition to the protocol and the dangers and the difficulties that that will bring to business despite the fact that members across this House uh, called for the rigorous implementation of that. Uh, would the Minister agree that it is uh, vital now that the UK Government do address uh, the, the impediments that do exist uh, and that that is done so as a matter of urgency?
1: I uh, do indeed um, agree with you that uh, the application of the protocol um, has brought uh, disruption to Northern Ireland, has endangered some of Northern Ireland's supplies, but importantly, even though um, Michael Gove was at pains to announce um, some uh, temporary uh, relief from the protocol, I would encourage uh, this House indeed and the parties in this House to ensure that our government hears loud and clear that we need long-term solutions um, in uh, relation to export health certificates, in relation to the issue uh, of chilled foods. And indeed, um, the importance of our um, own internal UK market cannot be overstated. And perhaps um, as a slight uh, add-on uh, to the, members, the previous member's question, um, I do look forward to the UK Board of Trade meeting in Northern Ireland, and I do look forward to an enhanced cooperation on UK's internal trade, um, and will work towards that end.
0: I call Steve Egan. Uh, I the Minister, for a remark so far.
5: Uh, We have heard many across this House talking about the protocol and the implications of the protocol and the processes involved in it, and particularly when we are calling for Article 16, it has been pointed out to us that there are other mechanisms to achieve what we want. But could the Minister give us some clarity in that I believe that neither the Specialist Committee Working Group or the Joint Committee Working Group has actually been set up, so therefore there is no formal mechanism for dealing with this, apart from Article 16.
1: I am not aware at this moment in time that they have moved um, on uh, the particular issues within um, the settlement um, to address some of these issues. Um, I think that it is unsustainable that our government continues to address them on an ad hoc or temporary basis, and if they can't do that, then they need to take the, the unilateral action that Article 16 allows for.
5: I call John Blair. You, uh, Mr Speaker. Uh, the, the Minister will recall as clearly as I do that those of us who warned and cautioned there would be no good aspect of Brexit, no good outworking of Brexit, that there would be zero benefit, were accused four years ago and many times since of, of scaremongering. Now, I think as we move towards trying to find um, solutions collaboratively, the Minister's reference today for, to, to a lack of preparedness in GB perhaps lets us look at avenues to be explored to find solutions and, and to work collaboratively. Can I, can I ask this question? Mr. Speaker? Um, given that my understanding is that there is no provision currently for the import of chilled meats into the EU single market, which of course is a serious issue for us in Northern Ireland, can I ask what engagement the Minister has had with her dear ministerial counterpart uh, regarding food suppliers and those supply chains, and if they can find a resolution on this issue for access to that market.
1: Um, The member will be pleased to note um, that I talked to my uh, ministerial colleague, the minister uh, at DERA, on a frequent and and regular basis, and particularly on our joint concern uh, around the issue of chilled meats, and chilled meats coming in uh, to um, the single uh, market and even northern Ireland where uh, they have to abide we are forced to abide um, by single market rules of course I would remind the member that this is what his party wanted this is what his party leader went to Dublin and asked for the full implementation of the protocol rosemary Barton, Minister I want to move move back to uh, steel for a moment. Can you uh, perhaps clarify the position in relation to the fabrication of steel when it's moved from Northern Ireland into the Republic and then perhaps on to other EU countries? Steel, which comes from uh, GB, and I did ask this question because I've talked a lot about steel in the last week, perhaps more than I've talked about it in a very, very long time. Um, so, that we, we, we buy um, steel, one particular company was indicating that we buy steel bec- from GB because it's seen as that transit destination that we can import, our natural um, market that we can import um, from. Um, but the reason for the tariff is because that steel may then find its way in the process, in the manufacturing process, into uh, the single market. We have asked, as a party uh, last Friday, we asked Michael Gove uh, to turn his mind urgently to a solution to this particular issue. It's absolutely vital uh, that we have it. We do not want Northern Ireland manufacturers to be uncompetitive. Um, in uh, their marketplace, nor do we want Northern Ireland manufacturers uh, to feel that uh, they have to move to Great Britain in order to continue their manufacturing process. This is a serious issue for manufacturing in Northern Ireland, and Government has promised a solution. We have made representation about that. I look forward, of course, to seeing the detail.
0: Members, that concludes uh, this item of business. And I could ask Members to take your ease for a moment or two, please. Thank you.